When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strong. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who knows better than to RSVP to a Game of Thrones wedding, Ryan Nelson. When Damon Targaryen doesn't speak... Trouble is coming. <laughs> Trouble is a brew when he is not talking. So you, you better expect that the bad things are on the way. So uh, we got a lot to talk about with this one. So we'll, we'll jump into that in just a little bit. But if you have been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the fifth episode of House of the Dragon titled What We Think, because we haven't released the title for this one yet, uh, The Green Wedding on hbo and hbo max if you are new or regular and like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content and because we are doing a patreon push this uh, right for the next couple of weeks we want to give you guys a little taste of what it might be like to actually be a patron of the main attraction podcast so if you've been kind of on the fence with us about you know maybe i would do maybe i don't we were going to actually have one of these recorded today, but I had some personal issues come up. Uh, I had to change the tire out and kind of threw things off. But we were going to actually have a, a sneak peek. Uh, we're going to record this tomorrow, so it's going to come a day later. But we'll record it tomorrow and release it to you guys tomorrow. But we are going to do a sneak peek of what our Patreon what our patron exclusive episodes are like just so that way if you have been kind of on the fence you can kind of get an idea of what content you have however we do have a message from one of our patrons we got a couple of our patrons have sent in some information some nice little uh, plugs for us about why they have joined our patrons so one of our patrons uh, jc lee uh, she wrote in hi there i just finished listening to your episode on house of the dragons fourth episode i could tell a difference in the sound quality yay i don't listen to all of your episodes because you cover some stuff that i don't watch but i am gladly a patron member because i really enjoy listening to you guys i think you guys have thoughtful feedback and i appreciate that you explain as you talk about things not just assume we remember the episode clearly i like that you try to keep it family friendly not because i need it to be family friendly i don't but it's funny when you accidentally slip into a less family friendly comment and i also think it brings maybe a different perspective or take on things anyway i also appreciate the additional shows you guys recommend thank you for the great podcast and hope you to continue so jc thank you for that little plug there we do certainly appreciate it uh, but yeah, so we're going to like to, we'll just be doing a little bit, a little push for our patrons because every penny that we get through our patrons, we, we've put back into the show. So, uh, we've had a little, we've been able to upgrade our equipment here recently. Uh, a lot of things that we've been able to do that, and that's been because of our patrons and the more patrons we have, the quicker we can make upgrades and improve the quality of the show. So, um, anyway, if you can't be a patron though, you can help us out by rating the show on Spotify and Apple podcast. If you'll leave us a five star rating, if you have time, write us a review while you're there. If you do write 
price review while you're on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on air next time we record. All right, so enough about all that. Let's get into what we're actually talking here to talk about, and that is the fifth episode of House of the Dragon, and a lot to talk about in this episode. What yeah. were your general thoughts before we get into specifics? Man, uh, I'm on. I mean, I didn't think they could top last week, and here they are. Yeah. Uh, wow. The green wedding, man. I mean, I'm not even sure how that fight started. Yeah, I know. That's going to be, I think, one of the things that they are going to reveal later on. Because all of a sudden, things are fine. You see Damon talking to to Rhaenyra there at the end. And you can tell things are... Well, let me just, before we get into all that. The one thing that was consistent pretty much from the start of the episode. Maybe not quite the start, but once they get back to King's Landing... The tension that starts to build in this thing is just yes. intense because I was just yes. like getting so tense watching it because everything felt like a powder keg was just getting ready to blow uh, from yeah. the moment that everybody starts arriving when you have what's his name Jason Lannister who like kind of yeah. like puts a backhanded compliment to to Rhaenyra when he says you know this is why men have war because the women will never be ready I know. you have that moment you know then it, you have the the Valerians making their uh making their entrance into into the proceedings you've got Damon making his entrance Allison just putting her own forth putting forth her own power play in by just barging in during Viserys' speech the tension was just boiling yeah, throughout this one. It, it was. And when Christian Cole was shot down on that boat, yes. I knew it was going to be bad because he could not handle it. No, he couldn't. Uh, it's undefeated. <laughs> when you get a situation like he is, yes. you're going to end up being doing some dumb stuff. Right. So many wars, and we're about to start another one. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't the 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 come uh, come soon whatever you want to call it the ne- coming up next week i don't like I said the preview for next week's episode it's interesting what they it's really looks like they're going to they're really starting to ramp up this show uh, we yeah. we are finally going to we're going to say this is our this is our 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 uh, swan song for millie alcock and for emily what's her name emily i always forget her name Emily Carey. Emily Carey. Emily Carey. So, yeah, this will, this is their last episode, at least in terms of being like at the central. Maybe they'll have some flashbacks, but this was their last episode. And somehow Viserys is alive. Yeah, I know that was really surprising to me because I thought, I was okay, shocked. Yeah, I, when when he fell out at the end of that thing, yeah. I was like, okay, well he's gone now. But no, yeah. there he is. Like he's like looks like years he, later. <laughs> he, looks he looks like he looks better. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. So uh, yeah, I don't know. We got a lot to talk about. So let's can, just kind of get into it. The beginning of this was I wasn't really sure what we were watching to begin with because I'd forgotten that. That Damon's wife was from the Vale. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. And when, so I, cause I could tell that's where they were just based off of the scenery. It was nice to go back to the Vale because I don't think that we saw the Vale since, what, season two of Game of Thrones? I don't remember when the last yeah, time we no, saw it. It's sure. been, it was a long time ago. That's all I know. And so, like I said, we're seeing the Vale for the first time, and I'd just totally forgotten that Lady Rhea was from that part. But I didn't think that was his wife because they described her as being so ugly. And this woman's not ugly. Right. I mean, no, and she was kind of young. Yeah, she was, which was surprising. Yeah, yeah. I thought honestly that his wife was going to be a 
more heavy set 40 something year old woman but this right. woman looked like she was in her late 20s and was attractive right i guess the only thing that he's i can see where he might have some issues because you can tell this is not a feminine lady this is a no. and maybe that's where his his beefs about her are coming from more than anything else yeah. so uh but i mean honestly though it could just be the fact that he's his his performance in the bedroom has become quite well known, and that may just be just him providing an excuse for some of those issues. Uh, maybe that's the only reason yeah. why, because like I said, she's not. Yeah, I lo- and I love how she makes a joke about he can have the sheep. Yes, I know. that was great. <laughs> Look, we didn't get much of Lady Ray in this, but she was pretty good in the uh, little yeah, bit we she, got from her. Yeah. So, but yeah, I wasn't really sure what we were doing with that. And then when she comes across that man in the black, I was like, all right, who is this? What's going on here? And then when you realize it's Damon and you realize this is his wife, I'm like, okay, so this is where we're going down with this. And he ends up killing her. And she, I, I wasn't real sure if he was going to let her walk away from her paralyzed at that point. I wasn't real yeah. sure. But once she makes the job, once she makes the joke about her, the, the remark, it wasn't really a he joke. Can't finish. He can't finish. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to finish it then. So he goes and gets that rock, and that's when he ends up finishing the deed on his poor wife, Lady Araya. So, like and said, another scene where Matt Smith doesn't say a word, but yeah. says so much. Yeah, and that's kind of what's been interesting about him is his. When he is at his best, it seems like he's. It's when he's not talking. I know. I agree. So. And he just continues to be that just he's not a good guy. He's not, a, no. but he's, I don't know that he's just necessarily a bad guy. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a bad guy. I mean, he's a bad person, but yeah. in terms of being like the, the villain of this, of this show, I don't know that that is the case. I, I just don't know that it, that's what they're selling us to. I mean, he's obviously, like I said, they've always described him as an agent of chaos and that's exactly what he is. I, I don't know that he has any true purpose. I don't know that he knows what he wants to do, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, he's probably like a Jamie Lannister that was a bad guy, and then it probably somehow ends up being good. Because Otto is obviously in the high tower is going to be end up being the, the main villain. Yes. Yeah. And but what's like, I, yeah, I, I just I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. What I also have found just fascinating about this is. Because I think they are setting up Otto Hightower. I think this is where the rebellion is going to come from, is he's going to try to put his his grandchildren onto the throne. I think that is where the Targaryen civil war is going to come. And let me r- remind everyone, we, we are not book readers. We have not read uh, Blood and Fire. Is that the name of the book? Uh, yeah, Blood and I think it's blood and fire, but we haven't read it. So we don't know. Uh, there are some podcasts that if you want people who know a little bit more about what's going on in terms of the book, we're not the ones for you, but yeah. we, like I said, Otto, even we didn't get much of Otto Hightower in this episode. We do get a little bit of him with the discussion that he's having with Allison after Rhaenyra and Viserys is headed off to meet with Corliss and Rhaenys, uh Valerian. We get a little bit of a discussion with, from them, and despite the fact that I do believe he is the villain, and this is where the the civil war is going to come from. He is still, you still get a sense that yeah, he is self serving in what he wants to do. He wants his own grandchildren on the throne, but you really truly get a sense that the reason why, one of the big reasons why is he knows that the realm will not accept her and that it's going to lead to civil war and that it's going to be a problem. And that's like I said, there is some self-serving in it, but there's also some, 
look, Viserys just doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not thinking straight. It's not going to work. So, like I said, there yeah. is some. He is thinking about the kingdom. He's thinking about the realm as well as his own self-serving interest in it. Yeah, he is a a very conniving but interesting character. Yeah, he and is. he's usually right. Yeah, you're right. He is. He's normally right, and so is his. So is his new hand. We we discussed a little bit last week who we yeah. thought the hand would be, and we I think we did come to the conclusion that it would be Lionel Strong, and he is the new hand, and he's he's been the person who's been giving him the best advice. The only person who doesn't really seem to have any self interest in any of the decisions that are being made. So I think it's a, finally a good decision. He doesn't really. What's what I found just kind of fascinating about this is he doesn't really give any advice in this one, though. I mean, he, he's yeah, just right. he's just kind of tagging along in this one. So I wasn't really sure. You know, like I thought we would get more from him in this episode since he was once I saw that he was the hand. I was like, okay, we're gonna get more of Lionel Strong, and we just didn't, which was a little surprising. Well, he he did stand up for yeah you're right he did sarah several times like he thought corliss was you know uh not giving him the respect he deserved so he Mm. did he did speak up in that in that way right uh but you're right we didn't see a lot of one-on-one with him now his son Mm -hmm. this was his coming out party yes the the strong children were were well they were strong (laughs) i don't really know the way to say it laris was the he is the he's the hobbled one correct laris what's the other one's name i can't remember broken bones broken bones i I like his nickname we'll just go with broken bones they were great in this episode they're not on screen much and that's kind of the interest that's one of the interesting parts about this episode nobody gets a ton of screen time because there is so much going on right but the people who they are putting Putting on screen when they're putting them on screen, they are just absolutely selling. But yeah, Larry Strong, he was really good. I'm hoping that he's going to kind of fill this Tyrion role. That's yeah. kind of what I'm hoping because that's the, that is still the one thing that this show needs. Right. It, it still needs that conniving. Yeah. guy who knows how to play the whole thing he's got his hand in so many different pots you know kind of like little finger yeah. little finger was absolutely awful but he was still fun to watch in in the this, first one this is you could tell he's going to be it because yeah. he talks to allison and then he sees the green dress and he knows yes uh-oh she's back with the high towers yeah so i mean that's and let's go ahead and talk about that real quick we're, we're kind of jumping around here but I, yeah well, when when she shows up back? yeah well let's talk about that real because you mentioned it when she shows up in the middle of Viserys' speech at the wedding pre-festivals, I guess is what you want to call it, when yeah. she shows up in that green dress, Broken Bones looks over and whispers to to Larys. He, he says, "What what color does the High Tower beacon show when it's going to war?" And he and Larys says, "I do believe it's green or something along those lines." And she is wearing a green dress, yeah. and basically symbolizing we're ready to go to war. And like I said, that was it. She is really establishing herself in a way that I was not expecting her to. Right. I agree. She, uh, yeah. Well, let's, since we're talking about her, what about Christian Cole talking to her made her that upset where she, cause I, at first I thought she was relieved to find out it wasn't Damon. It was Christian that, uh, that Renero was with, but she had a look on her face that she was very upset. And I don't think because- I don't think it was a look of upset. I think it was a look of okay. Now I've got something here, 
She now has oh. something. That's the reason why I think that she goes into that wearing green is because she feels betrayed by Rhaenyra because she, yeah, Rhaenyra she, swore to her on her mother, her dead mother, that right. her virtue was still intact. And she feels lied to. She feels betrayed. And she now has something. She has some information that she can use to the best of her abilities. And this is what's going to help her in the years to come. I think whenever things get rough for her, she'll just remind people. And based off of what we saw in the coming next week episode, it's going to be pretty clear because I'm pretty sure that some of those children they were talking about and showing those yeah. were children between Kristen and, and Rhaenyra. Those weren't, Kristen, right. those weren't Rhaenyra yeah. and Laner's children. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. And, and you could tell she kept Christian Cole alive at the end because she wanted him to be just a distraction and mm-hmm. a constant problem, which he's going to be from yes. now on. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that was, that was just kind of brilliant on her part. I mean, she has yeah. found something. I don't know that she really came into this thing wanting to be, to truly try to like leverage her power and leverage her children and all that type of stuff. I don't think she wanted that. But the moment that she realizes that Rhaenyra betrayed her, lied to her, swore on her dead mother. And I think that's when she's like, okay, if this is the way it's going to be, then this is the way, this is what we're going to play out. So, yeah. and I want to say her, her reaction towards Viserys has completely changed. Yeah, she has. was mm-hmm. so cold to him. Oh yeah, because you know they were b- brought in a weird situation. But I can tell we've mentioned he loves her, you right. know, in some regard, and 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 thinks fondly of her. But it it is yeah. not reciprocated at all. Well, I don't know that he has as much fondness for her as he did when. Well, that could yeah. I think that has kind of waned because I think once he realized. Once he realized that Otto Hotair was playing that the entire time from the moment that Emma dies in episode one to this moment, I guess like four and a half, maybe five years later. I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure where we are in terms of the time at this point, but to this moment, from that moment afterward, I think he realizes once he realized that everything was orchestrated by Otto to get her in there. Yeah. I think that I think that kind of put him that kind of turned him off on on his wife. I, I could be wrong about that, but I really felt yeah. like that throughout the course of this episode. But one one of the more one of the parts of the show that I'm really enjoying watching is Patty Considine's performance. Look, I agree. It, we've talked about this a lot. Matt Smith is the one who's dynamic. He's the one that draws everybody's attention. Rhaenyra is showing that she has probably one of the better characters on the show. But Patty Considine, he is basically having to show that he is completely falling apart. Yes. And he's doing it so very, very well. So well, man. He looked on that boat, just looked awful. And <laughs> and and this will get us back to, segue us back to the beginning of the episode. When he meets Lord Corliss mm-hmm. and... and uh, Rainus. Uh, Rainus. Man, mm-hmm. I wonder... That name all is just so weird, yeah. Rainus. When he meets them, both of them were like, "Oh no, he looks terrible." He's coughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, when they walked up, uh, especially Lord Corliss, well, both of them, I was like, "Man, we've missed them." Yeah, we did. That they mm-hmm. haven't been involved because they're such great characters. Yes, they are. In fact, uh, if they had been in this episode more, they may have stolen the Tyrion Lannister because I really miss both of them. And uh, but yeah, uh, she and Rainus. Uh, she acted like 
This is why you could never tell on the show who's being fake and who's being real. Right. Because her and Viserys acted like they liked each other. But they probably did grow up yeah. together. Mm-hmm. So they probably do, like like Rhaenyra and Laner have mm. some kind of relationship. She probably had that. She's oh, yeah, probably I'm, I'm closer sure she to his age. But like I couldn't tell if it was real or not because, you know, there's such hard feelings about him getting the crown over her. Right. I think it is real. I think I think it is real. I think the hard feelings are more from Corliss than anybody else. I think Rainus yeah. I think she truly based off especially off what she was saying to Corliss after Viserys uh went to bed when when he came to to their home. Based off of what she was saying to Corliss, it sounds like she just knew she, she was hopeful to get the throne. She was hopeful to be queen, but she knew she wasn't. And I, she, it's like she said, she has put that behind her. And right. she and I don't know that she wants to have her her son. Like I said again, based off what she said, I don't know that she's just real thrilled with this idea of having her son be put into the line of fire once Viserys dies because it's yeah. going to be it's going to be bad once he does die. Yeah, and I'm not sure that young man can take it. Uh, I know he will be thirty uh, something when we see him, right. uh, but I don't know. He's he seems too sweet in nature. Yeah, he seems like a good kid. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's he seems like I don't know. Uh, he has a good heart. I I don't know if he's made for this. True. Who I think is honestly made for this is the girl who has grown yes. up the little sister yes. who was 12 and she has grown up and she's like probably like 16, 17 now. And she looked like she was ready to do whatever it took to put herself forward. I uh, I thought the say the minute she comes on screen, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, Oh, she's trying to show uh, Viserys what he missed. What he missed. And exactly. Then, and then, when we get to the green wedding, when her and Damon start making mm-hmm. eyes at each other, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. She, she, she does <laughs> That's not trouble. She's not shy at all. To say the least. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just really good stuff from her. Really good stuff from all the Valerians. I, yeah. I, you're right. We missed them a lot in, in the show, the last couple episodes, because we haven't really seen much of them since episode two. They were in episode three a little bit, obviously they weren't in episode four at all. If I'm, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no. So do you, I'm assuming Lena and Lena will be uh, recast as well, right? Yeah, they should be. All the young, all uh, the young actors will end up being recast. I mean, they've already recast Lena once, I mean, so they'll have to recast yeah, her again once they once they age her up a little bit more. So it's it's gonna be weird next week. We're gonna have to pay attention. Like, okay, so that's you know that's mm-hmm. who the because I noticed that Laris, uh Christian Cole looks like the same person. They have somehow yeah. aged him. And he still looks good, that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, you know, the, the others, uh, they, they, they. It's going to be interesting to see, like, trying to figure out who who is who. Right. Because I mean, the only ones they've really made a big deal about are Millie Alcock going to right. Emma Darcy and Emma yeah. Emily. What is her name? I can never remember. Uh, Emma Emma Emily Carey, Carey to Olivia Cook. Yeah, Emily Carey to Olivia Cook. Those are the only ones they've really made a big fuss about, but. I, I would imagine that Laren, and that is how you pronounce the name, right? Laren? Laren? Cor- uh, Bar- yeah, yeah, I think it's Laren. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, I would think he's going to be recast. I didn't really see him in the coming up next week thing. I didn't see him. Yeah, I don't remember seeing him. But either. there was a lot going on in that little preview that they right. had, so it was kind of hard to keep up with everything. But one of the things I liked about this episode is when, while they're up in the house doing all the negotiating, I thought the meeting, the little, you know, walk on the beach with, with 
Rhaenyra and with Laren. I love that because they're talking about they're talking about how you know their preference towards goose, <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay, yeah. so what are we doing talking about here? Are we talking about what I think we're talking about here? And we reveal they they come to an agreement that you know what if we're going to be married, we'll do our we'll do what we have to in terms of our duty, but we'll go and do whatever we want. And this is kind of what Damon put in, in mm-hmm. Rhaenyra's mind last week in last week's episode, right. get married, become a queen, marry whoever it is you have to marry for political reasons, but do whatever you want on the side in your own, for your own pleasure. And she says, you know, let's have this little deal where you do what you want. I do what I want. And we're both happy. And the reason why he doesn't have any interest in this marriage is because he, they reveal that he is gay and who was the? I know jo- I heard Joffrey. I was like, once I heard Joffrey, I was like, oh, this character can't be any good. Because uh, I didn't yeah. know the guy, other guys. I couldn't remember. I didn't hear his last name though. Yeah, let me see if it mentioned. Yeah, and in fact, we we saw his parents and Rainus Rainus says, yeah. you know his true nature. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's what's so funny about this is it apparently is not a real well guarded secret his parents no. know Rhaenyra no. knows so everybody seems to know that he, the guy is gay but he was Joffrey Lawnmouth Lawnmouth I don't is that was that a person from was that a family in the original show I don't remember. In mouth, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, but we only get him for an episode. So, uh, but yeah, that was that was a, a fascinating thing to watch. And then they get on the boat back, and this is when Sir Kristen Cole. And we've already kind of talked about it a little bit, but Sir Kristen Cole goes to Rhaenyra. He is completely smitten. He is in love with her, and he says "Run away with me, marry me. Let's run away together. We're obviously in love." And this is the first time when I really get a sense that Rhaenyra is not quite as good of a person as we thought she was. I agree. Because uh, she was like, I am the crowd. I'm, I'm not going looking for oranges. Right. Exactly. Like that is so far beneath me. There's no way I would do that. Yeah. When he was doing that speech about we can go look for fruit and cinnamon, I, I like put my hand. I was like, "Oh, you poor kid, you poor he, thing." Yeah, you know who he looks like. I told my wife this. Uh, that act, the actor Eric Bana, Eric Bana. Oh yeah, I remember Eric Bana. Uh-huh, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Munich. He looks just like him in the movie Munich. Uh, yeah. I was, oh man. They look a lot alike. Uh, but yeah, when he was going on and on about going to look for fruit and cinnamon, I was like, oh, man. He's about to be the queen. He's about to be, he's about to be on the down, the guy's down bad Twitter account. <laughs> he's about to be. Know, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, like I said, when I, I was with you, when I saw him going to her and like start to make this appeal, I was like, oh, this is going to end poorly for you, dude. Oh, this is going to end poorly for you. I mean, and look, I don't blame him at all. Like, he basically, she basically tells him, I am I am the crown. This is I am way too good for this. And basically says, Hey, you can be my little thing on the side. And right. I was like, and that's again another thing that make me think she kind of sucks as a person <laughs> to, to do that to this guy that she apparently I mean she just has the hot swarm. She doesn't really yeah. I don't she doesn't yeah. really seem to have anything beyond just a physical attraction to the guy. And he obviously though has quite a bit more for her. Right. And it's you know, it's a bit of a star cross lovers kind of thing, but not really if it's not really that returns so much. So it's kind of I, I think Damon really changed her mindset when yeah. he was like, Hey, you still get to be the queen and you can have your fun. Yeah, I think he did. I think and, you're right. And, and she was like, oh, yeah, well, here I am. So I'm going to have my fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 
my concern is she's going to have a lot of fun with some others, and Christian's not going to be able to take it. Yeah, that's true because he. Well, I, we'll talk. We'll get to the fight here in a little bit later on. So let's kind of just keep walking through it. But yeah. while all this is going on, Allison is still stuck back at is still stuck back at King's Landing. We had the, we had we talked about the conversation that she had with her father. It was the only time we see Otto in this one, but that was a like I said, it does give us a some more information, some more backstory onto what onto what Otto is. And it's just the the nature of all of the characters in this show there. And I think that is one of this is one another reason why I say we we need somebody who we can clearly root for in the show. That's the only thing I think it's truly yeah. missing because they're everybody is so complex and gray because they all have things that make them good characters that you're like okay i like this person i can get on board with them but they also have a lot of things that make you think "Eh, i don't like them so much after all i mean and that's probably the only real drawback to the show because even in the original game of thrones that even though there were some you had characters you hated but you had characters you loved as well well, yeah, because you had like Jon Snow was mm-hmm. like good all the way right. through. Arya, Arya was yeah, Aria, fantastic yeah. through the entire thing. You loved her the, throughout the the right. course of the entire yeah. show. We don't really have that. At least I don't have that at this point. No, I would say the only one that you sort of feel for is Viserys. Yeah, a bit. you do. He seems to be a good person. Yeah, he does. He he tries to be, um, but you know, even him, he's got a lot of flaws. He's got a ton of flaws, and that's but that's, he. He has spent a lot of time working on that model. I'll give him that. That thing is really expanded. Yeah, it looks great. It looks far better. He does. Leave him, leave him alone. Let him work on his little model. The realm would be so much better. They would. It would be a whole lot better. So, but Allison, like I said, she we get that little talk conversation she has with her father. But the the conversation that is just far more interesting than all of this is the one that she has with Laris Strong because Laris. He just was phenomenal. And this one little scene that we got with him, he's basically saying, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, just very apologetic. Like, oh, I would never question the virtue of of the princess. And, like, he is so just cunning in the way that he kind of dances around getting this information to Allison that she had this tea delivered. Because we were asking ourselves on at the end of last episode, you know, what is this? What is the Grand Maester bringing this tea? How is this going to be used? And we we still don't know if she actually drank it. We have no idea. Right, we we right. still don't. But the fact that it was seen by or that it was seen by somebody and the, the information got passed along that the Grand Maester brought this tea to her and it was delivered to her. This is what is going to spur Alicent into action when she goes to Kristen Cole. Because when she goes to Kristen, she's not she she's completely blindsided by this fact that Kristen was the one that she lost her virginity to. Right. She's just trying to find out if okay, well, she had this tea delivered. Why'd she have the tea delivered if she didn't do anything with Damon? So she's trying to get confirmation of whether or not anything happened with Damon. But the moment that Kristen brings forth that information. It's like you said, she had this look. There was there was a little bit of a look of horror on her face at first because it's like, oh, my gosh, I just found out some really important news. But the way she kind of turned around, she sat there and just kind of soaked it in for a little bit while Kristen kept continuing to talk about, you know, to please don't torture me to death. When she turns around, tells him that you may go. That's when the moment I think she decided, all right, I'm going to use this to my advantage. That's what I truly believe. Yeah, so here's the question, and we missed this last week. Masaria was the one feeding Otto the, yes, the information. Is she also feeding it to Lara Strong? 
it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, yeah, she seems to be pretty cunning on her own, so it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if that was the case at all. Yeah, so I, I have a feeling. Uh, and do you think Laris is working with Otto, or is he working, like you said, is he going to be like Littlefinger and Tyrion, just working everyone? I think he's just going to be working everyone. That's my yeah. personal belief. I, 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 think, th- I, I think you're right. I think that. he's going to be working. He He's going to be, I think he's going to, like I said, I kind of hope that he's going to take on this Tyrion role because, Look, there is no way, just like Tyrion had no chance of ever ascending to the throne because no one would have ever accepted him with his physical condition. It's going to be the same thing with Laris. No one is ever going to accept him. Like the fact that they even accepted Brain at the end of it is, it's kind of what makes that ending even worse because nobody would accept a blind kid in a wheelchair for their king back during these times. It just wouldn't happen. So it wouldn't happen with Laris either with his foot being the way it is, being a cripple. The, I mean, those things mattered back in those days. Obviously, you know, we've come a long way since then. Those things aren't, yes. t- we don't look down on people for those things. But right. back then they did. I mean, it's just, it yeah. was just the way life worked back then. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so when they, well, I guess I'm assuming that we saw, I never saw who the other dragon was. Obviously, uh, Sea Smoke was one being run by Larry. I'm assuming that the other one was Rainus, and I looked up the dragon's name. That was Maraxis, if it was. I'm assuming it was her dragon, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, we do get a little bit of dragons. That's probably one of the things I'm missing. This is House of the Dragon. We're supposed to get dragons. I want dragons, Dad. Come and give, yes. give me yeah, my dragons. Not, we're, not, we're not getting a lot of dragons for well, sure. We have now. It appears next week that may change, but yeah. But this week, but like I said, I want to see a little bit more dragons in this. Uh, but we yeah. get. But, the, but when they are on the on the screen, what well, little we have gotten of them, they've been absolutely majestic. So yeah. Uh, but because I, I love that entrance, the entrance of the ships coming in, the dragons flying in over. It was very mm-hmm. reminiscent of that scene at the end of season six when Daenerys was setting sail for King's Landing. She had all of her ships going, the yeah. dragons. It was very reminiscent that was of that. Cool. So, yeah. uh, but they arrive. You have the feast. Everybody's. You know, we talked about Jason Lannister. And this is. Oh, when- let's just say Jason Lannister. I'm glad the. The Lannisters being douches went back. It's just like two hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they they have been consistent throughout the course of their their yes. family uh, heritage. Yes. But this is when the tension really starts to build in this episode. When everybody is coming to, everyone is coming to the feast because apparently there's going to be this this welcoming feast and there's going to be seven days of tournament and feasting and then there will be a wedding. And while all this is going on. The power plays are just coming one yeah. right after the other. They are. Uh, you've got obviously Jason Lannister kind of making his own little tiny power play, which was which was small, you know, kind of insulting yeah. Rhaenyra there, right in front of uh, right in front of her and her father's face. That he kind of insults her. You've got the guy from the Vale, Sir Gerald Royce. He's he wasn't doing a power play, but you felt like he really wanted to go ahead and, and accuse Damon right then and there, but he waits till Damon actually shows up to actually accuse him. Yeah. I was going to say the Valerians first come on. Like, yes. They're like, look at us. Yes. We are here. We're really running things. Like mm-hmm. just, they just are so cocky. And then, like you said, no one can make an entrance like Damon. No, I, no. I mean, everybody like the Valerians, they have, you know, they have, they have this entire like drove of people yeah, and they've yeah. got all these, they got this music and Damon just comes in by himself and he just commands a presence. I will yeah. say, I will give this episode, I will give this episode a lot of credit. This was the first time that they didn't rely heavily on, on Matt Smith. Yeah. And it worked really well because that was kind of yeah. the thing I've been waiting for to see that this show with 
without having a Matt Smith heavy episode, could it could it still be at the same quality that it has been up until this point? And I thought they did, and I thought it, it did work well because this there's the, he doesn't do a whole lot in this one. Yeah, but he does so much with his body language. He does like when he's, he's sitting in the chair, and it like you don't realize he's he looks like he's kind of tall because mm-hmm. he's like slouch, right? And he just uh, just the way he's sitting, like I don't want to be here, but you want to see me, right? I mean, just mm-hmm. everything right. about him, he's he's incredible, right? And then Viserys starts making a speech and Allison just drops the room. Yeah, she does. Cause he, he walks in, she walks in at the middle of it. So I, I'm assuming that Viserys thought that she wasn't coming at all. I think that, yeah, I think yeah. that was the case. And the moment, I mean, and this is all calculated. I, I, I believe this for a hundred percent that it's calculated that she walks in, in the middle of the speech. She, she didn't wait till he finished. She didn't wait before he got started. She chose immediately that I'm going to do this in the middle of his speech to draw attention, to make him look bad. I mean, cause that's what it yeah. did. Cause he couldn't remember where he was. He couldn't really get his speech going again. And it was, I mean, he only said a few words after she finally gets back right. there and sits down. He, he says a few more words and it's over at that point. But so after they finally have that tension broken, they have the dance between Rhaenyra and Laren. They have this dance where they're just kind of going back and forth. Uh, then everybody else joins in. They have a nice little discussion between the two of them, which was which was fun. I thought it was you know they're they're kind of playing up. They're they're doing what they're supposed to. They're they're trying to sell this relationship, and they're doing a really good job. At least I thought they did. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It was it was fun. It was, yeah, it was. Like a fun party, and then then whatever. something happens. Yeah. yeah. So this is where. The the magic machinations get put into place. So you have Joffrey uh, Loudmouth or whatever his name was. Loudmouth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He talks, he kind of pulls Laren over to the side and he basically says, Hey, you know, look, Kristen Cole's looking at her like he's got something for her. And he's basically saying, Hey, you know what? She knows your secret. You know hers now. We're all good. And then Joffrey, for whatever reason, goes over to Kristen Cole. And this is where I don't understand this. I guess this is just Kristen Cole being just too obsessed with Rhaenyra and being kind of driven crazy at this point by his obsession with yeah. her because yep. he's, he doesn't say anything except for, you know, we need to protect these two kids, these two people. Right. Right. And then the next thing we know after, cause Damon pulls, pulls Rhaenyra aside in the dance and he's talking to her and basically saying, Hey, you don't, you don't want this. There's no reason to have this. He said, it looks like he's about, and you've got Viserys up there just going into town on this chicken or whatever it yeah. was that he was. Yeah. I mean, he seems kind of oblivious for most of it, which is what they're doing with him is that he, his kingdom is basically falling apart in front of his face and he's not even paying attention to it until it's too late at this point. But he's paying it. To, he's sitting there. As soon as he realizes Damon's headed off to Rhaenyra, that's when he kind of starts paying attention. And it looks like Damon's going in to kiss her, but we lose sight of him. And yeah. then all of a sudden you hear somebody scream. There's fighting. There's all this other stuff going on. And it looked at first, it looked like Kristen was fighting Lainor. And but then you see uh, maybe Lenore was going to to Joffrey's aid or whatever it was, but then we just see Kristen just beating the mess out of Joffrey. Yeah. I, and here was where I was even more confused. I thought the High Towers had come in because you saw the uncle. Yes, he was there. They like they immediately get out of there. Right. Like they run away. So and then they look at Allison and she looks 
Like, I don't know. I, I, they gave a look like they were up to something. So I thought somebody had come in and, like, was attacking. Right. I thought so, that, too. I thought that, I thought that was the case yeah, as well. And then, like you said, then it looked like it looked like Christian was, you know, was 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 fighting the, the soon to be husband. But no, he is just pounding to to lunch meat. Yes, he was. Joff, uh, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. And that's kind of, you know, everybody's horrified and. I guess they don't really explain it, but I guess they figured, you know, we've had a tragedy. We've had, we've had something terrible take place here at this feast and they just decided to go ahead and marry them. What was supposed to be, you know, this grand, you know, Royal wedding that they had, that they had plans for. It is now just between like the parents and the the bride and the groom. And the two of them are wed right there that night with the blood still on the floor uh, uh, where a rat comes over and drinks uh, the blood. And that's that, that ha- that the rat keeps coming up when the high tower is involved. That has to yeah, be you're some right. kind you're, of sign. Of, yeah, you're you're right. Though. I hadn't thought about that. So you're you're right. The, the rats always come around whenever they're involved. So, but yeah. So and that's you know they're, they're both in tears, not because they're happy like you would think when somebody yeah. cries at a wedding, because they've just witnessed something horrible, and this is how they're getting married. So it, it yeah. was just a weird sight altogether to be perfectly honest with you and it, it was a very powerful episode uh and it, we are now transitioning it looks to be at least 10 to 15 years into the future with yeah. the all the adult actors are taking place patty constantine is now going to be completely bald sir uh, uh strong what's his first name again uh, Lionel. Lionel. Lionel Strong. He was, bald, he, he was bald too. He's lost all of his hair. So we're jumping forward pretty far. It looks like, you know, like I said, looks like Rhaenyra's got some children. Uh, yeah. Did we see Damon? I don't remember if we saw him. But Aegon looks like he's going to be quite the foe to deal yeah. with, based off mm-hmm. of what we saw from him in this. And right. yeah. so, like I said, it's it's going to be a fun episode to watch next week because it will be because things that things are going to get pretty dicey. And like I said, I don't. I'm I'm really surprised that that Viserys is alive because he just collapses there at I the know. end. And I was like, okay, well, he, they finally killed him off, so we're transitioning everybody. But no, he's still alive somehow. Or nothing. He's got some weird thing on his arm. Uh, he's the, the whole whole episode they were making it look like he was about to die and everyone was alluding to it yeah and so he is still somehow alive in the next episode and i don't know how they are how he is so when he was talking about what do you think my legacy will be i was like oh he's gone yeah i know that's it, it seemed like they were selling that he's about to die he's about to die and maybe yeah. they're going to keep him around till the end of the first season maybe that's what maybe that's yeah. maybe that's going to be the case and maybe that's when the actual civil war will, his death will end or I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to think, you know, maybe he dies in episode nine because episode nine is for going back to Game of Thrones. That was when everything just went haywire. It was always it was always episode nine. It was always the penultimate episode. It was episode 10 where they kind of wrapped it up. So maybe he dies in episode nine and episode 10 is that's when the actual Civil War starts when she goes to get her crown or whatever it is. I don't know. But. But yeah, this was it was it was something to say the least on this one. Uh, yes. uh, anything else we need to talk about on this one? Man, I'm looking through my notes. Uh, I I did write less vomiting on TV, please. Yeah, that's true. Less vomiting. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just kind of goes in. Uh, but that's I will say this. I think it 
plays so well into what he they've been doing with Viserys is he's not well. I mean, and, you know, yeah, the fact yeah. that he's seasick just kind of plays into that more. Uh, yeah. Is, like I said, just it's the, they have done a really good job of that. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect from Viserys. But I felt I felt like they were going to focus more on Rhaenyra, and they have because she's obviously the heir to the throne. But yeah. this, but basically playing him up as this person who's just completely falling apart throughout the course of the season has just been fantastic to watch. Yeah. It's, it really has been. So, yeah. All right. Uh, are we ready to move on to our weekly awards? Let's, let's do it. All right. So here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we give out, whenever we're covering a season of a show, we give out three weekly awards. Our first one is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP of the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister for this one? All right. I'm doing something annoying. I'm put. I'm putting three people. Okay. Patty Constantine. You, you. He. There's no way he can't. He owns this episode. Just what all he does when convincing us he's going to right. be dead. Yeah. I mean, I got to give him one. And then, I know I mentioned these two last week, and this is their last episode. Milia Alcock and Emily Carey. Incredible job. I feel for Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook, especially Emma Darcy. Millie Alcock just seems like a superstar in the making. Yeah. I was impressed with those those young actors and I, I've got to go with all three of them. I we are really gonna miss Millie Alcock and Emily Carey. I'm gonna go a little different because I'm gonna go with Fabian Frankel as as Sir Kristen Colt because he yeah. is he plays this crazy this guy who's starting to kind of unravel because he is so fallen in love with Rhaenyra. And what's like I said, I don't know that Rhaenyra expected this when she decided to sleep with him that one night. I don't think she expected this. And he yeah. is just kind of, I mean, he's literally madly in love with her and yeah. it's going to end up, having dire consequences. And I think he's doing, like I said, he, he hasn't really done much in the show up until this week. And the moment he had a chance, I thought he did a really good job. You're right though. That was a good call. He, he deserves, he, he really played the lovesick puppy mm-hmm. he did. As, as well as you can. All right. Next is the Agatha all along the best scene of the week. So what is your best scene for this week? I mean, you got to pick the whole feast. Right? Yeah, you do. From the, from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the scene that takes the cake for, for this one. Yeah. But yeah, cause it was quite a scene to say the least. So yeah. next is the, if you come at the King, you best not miss the best line of the week. What did you go with? I am the crown, Sir Christian Cole. Yeah, that was the one I went with as well. That that whole that whole line where she talks about I'm I am the crown. Uh, I don't remember what else she, but I wrote some of it down, but I, I can't remember what else she, she I said. I know she said something about oranges. Yeah, she said something about oranges. But yeah, like I said, that was the moment when I was like, okay, she's not so great after all. Yeah. She's she's been good, but she's not. But she's got her own her own flaws and her own issues that she got to deal with. And, she, and to be perfectly honest she kind of showed a little bit of this last week because when they're doing that play and they all like say they don't want her to be, to be queen. And she tells Damon, you know, it doesn't matter what they think. I mean, and he's like, Oh yes, yeah. it actually does. It really kind of does matter what they think because yeah. you're going to be their queen. So it, it kind of does matter what they think. So, uh, all right. So that leaves us with our rating. We have a five tier rating system here on the main attraction podcast at the top of our rating is a game of Thrones. Just beneath the game of Thrones is a lost middle of the road for us. His friends right beneath a friends is 
full house and at the bottom of our rating system the bottom of the barrel is baywatch what is where are you putting this we've both been steadily at a loss where are you are you keeping it there are we going up what are you doing because this is not the finale, I'm going to be like I was last week. I'm going to leave it as a loss because we don't know about these acting changes. Right. Mm-hmm. If this had been the finale, if this had been a five-episode season, right. mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. this has been an incredible ride. I have enjoyed it. But I, I am concerned, especially about losing Millie Alcock. I'm very concerned. I made that. Right. I've been saying it all along. I'm going to keep saying it. I think she is an incredible actor. Uh, it's going to be a huge loss. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go lost because I don't know right. how it's going to go. I'm not as concerned just because the reason Millie Alcock and, and uh, Emily Carey get cast and the reason they get put into these roles, it was because they looked like younger versions yeah. of Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook, and that's the reason they get the role. So the, I mean, the roles were cast by Ford, Emma Darcy, and Olivia Cook. So they were written and they were they were the actors that they felt like would accomplish this role. And I think they honestly just realized I, I don't know that they were really expecting as strong performances from the two younger actresses that they got. So I'm not as, I'm not nearly as concerned with it as you are. Uh, I, I I think they I think you I think there is some legitimate concern, but I'm not I feel pretty confident that those two will step in and they will pick up right. And I think they're going to, but I think they're going to have a very different take on their characters. I think yeah. we're going to see a much more. I really think both of those characters are going to be far more vicious than either of these two were once they because they're I going to be I, older. Yeah, and I think they are going to be out for blood against each other for. For, for each, I think they're going to be right. playing each other because Otto mentioned there at one point he's like you either need to uh, I don't remember what, he, what the first thing was or you need to cleave to her in the hopes that she won't kill you is basically what he says Yeah, yeah. and I think that she's going to kind of play that a little bit she's going to try to make it seem like they're friends and that they're still perfectly fine when she's going to be putting her own self forward I don't know it was kind of hard to tell if that maybe she does like yeah. I couldn't tell if she was the one that was like accusing Rhaenyra of like sleeping with somebody else besides her husband and that was one of her, yeah. her husband's children so I'm not really sure I'll be like that. we interested to see how that all plays out but I'm, I'm still keeping it a lost for the some of the same reasons as you are, but one of the main reasons is this one thing that I really think it needs is it, it. I still need somebody that is a hero, I guess, in this in this story. I really truly think that we need that because, like I said, even in the original ones, we we had a character like that. We had a, a character that we could truly root for. We had we had a few of those characters. We had a lot of characters we hated. And this yeah. one, it's got, there are just so many great characters. And like I said, it's just kind of the story that they're telling. It's the characters that they're working with based off of what I understand of the original source material. But it does make it harder to like, okay, so who's the good guy here? Who's the, who's really the bad guy? Because nobody seems right. to just be one way or the other. And it, it does make it a little difficult to, to find somebody to cheer for. I think they'll get that worked out eventually, but they still need to work it out right for right now. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if there's ever going to be a hero. They may not. They may not. And like I said, and that's, and it does make it a little bit harder to invest in those characters. 
but this is a different type show. This it is, is a, yeah. a legit civil war. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, and like I said, it's just it's harder to it's harder for me to get invested in the characters and to truly you know attach onto them because I'm attached to the story in general yeah. in large, but the characters themselves I'm having a hard time finding somebody just to like really attach to for that reason because I want to attach to I'll attach to characters because I hate them at times or I love them at times. But it's really hard to find somebody to attach to. Like I said, the yeah. story is just fascinating. Uh, it, it is they they are telling an absolutely fascinating story. They are working in the. They are taking the text because if you've ever listened to anybody who's if you've listened to any passages from the text, there's a lot of you know they could go one way with certain things, they could go another way with certain things because the text is unreliable narrator from the originals from the original source material, and they're doing a really good job of making some I think some great decisions in terms of the storytelling. And like I said, it just does make it a little bit more difficult for me to latch on to these characters because everybody is so flawed. <laughs> everybody is yeah, so they are. All right. Uh, before we sign off, before we head off into the night, we do like to do recommendations for our, our for our listening audience. Do you have any recommendations this week? I have two recommendations and one not recommended. Okay. So the recommended, uh, what we do in the shadows, finish uh, season. Is this four? Yeah, five? season four. I haven't quite made it four yet. Season four. It was fantastic. Was it? It, it was so great. Uh, the Young Colin Robinson's stuff was just hilarious. Him, him. Uh, they actually have an episode that's an HGTV oh, really? knockoff. <laughs> that is one of the funniest episodes. Uh, Matt Berry just continues to just excel. The whole the whole cast. So I. I I love what we do in the shadows. I can't recommend yeah. if you're going to laugh a lot. Yeah, I, I have not made it to the episode to season four yet. I'm still in season three, but I will say this. I thought it really that show really found it's it it really found its next level when they made Guillermo a much more confident yes. character and much right. more stronger character because mm-hmm. the first season it was good the first season but the second yeah. season he kind of he becomes he really finds his own and like I said it really took off after that and like I, said, I haven't made it yeah. through the end of season three I'm, I'm wait I can't wait to get season four but it was it's I, been great. You're right. Guillermo becomes a much bigger part. He's much more confident. And I think Colin Robinson becomes a bigger part in season two yeah, he did. as well. Yeah. So that, that was a very, very good call. Uh, the second thing, Cobra Kai, man. Yeah. I ain't caught that one too. Season five. Oh, it was so awesome. I don't know how they are able to blend cheesy over the top and still just enjoyable yeah. and it's, it's so good i don't know how they do it. i mean and like the cheesy part like whenever there's a fight scene or anything in that show i still have not made it to season five yet yeah. but every time there's a fight scene they've done this throughout the course of the entire show i'm assuming they still do it in season five yes. whenever there's a fight yes. scene, it's cheesy like synthesizer music that comes on right. and it's just absolutely awful but it just works so well because it's it's just such it a throwback to the original so it does and i cannot I cannot praise William Zaka as Johnny Lawrence enough. <laughs> and I hate that this man, you know, we missed about 20 years right. of him because he was typecast and no one wanted to put him in anything. The guy can really act. Yeah, he can. He can. And he really can. this season, uh, Chosen, the villain from Karate Kid 2, is just hysterical. He's so good. They keep adding people from the Karate Kid universe. Right. It's it's fantastic. I I love it. It's it's a mix of nostalgia, cheesiness, and they just they pull it off. They have a good story. They make it work. So right. bravo to Cobra Kai season five. I can't wait to see what they have in store next. 
and then the last thing I don't recommend, don't become so obsessed with sports that you let it ruin your life. <laughs> yeah. That happened to me last night. Yeah, no. I got false hope that my football team, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, were going to do something they never do. They never do. Yeah. Or rarely do is win in LSU Tiger Stadium. And I'm angry, I'm screaming, and I'm yelling, and I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I've pulled back my fandom and a lot of stuff. But every once in a while, foot, college football still pulls me back in. And I don't know why. Yeah, I, know. I need to let it go. Look, look, last night was a perfect example of why I got out of blogging and podcasting about Mississippi State. Because having like having to go and talk about that game on a show for like a couple of bucks or to write about it i'm like i, I, I this is just isn't fun <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just got to the point like it, i was like I, I just can't do this so kind of like the last thing i did was like the national championship for the baseball team and that was a pretty good place to stop so yeah, so yeah yeah it, it's it's tough man it is so tough to be a fan of any sports team because look when it, when they're playing greater when they do something good it's fantastic but when it's when they blow a 13 point lead and then they muff a punt that they shouldn't have muffed and yeah it's yeah well i i've friends with a lot of alabama fans and they they don't enjoy their success. They find the, the nitpickiest thing to complain because about. If they don't win the champion, that's that's the other issue. Because if you don't win the yeah. championship, then the season's a failure. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's just so it's that's just the way it's become. We didn't beat Auburn by forty points. Lindbon by thirty six. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's. I mean, trust me, I understand. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. So, uh, but for me, I've only got one this week. Uh, the only thing I have in terms of recommendations, the speaking of season finales, the season finale of season three of Harley Quinn wrapped up this week. I've loved that show. I I, I hate the fact that I waited so long to watch it. It is just great if you if you're into adult animation it is just a fantastic they have so many different spins on the entire batman universe uh, it's just fantastic Kayla, kaylee cuoco like like i said margot robbie is fantastic as a live action she is absolutely perfect for the live action role of harley quinn but kaylee cuoco just the way her bubbly personality doing that in an animated form it's it's just fantastic and she is like I said, the entire thing is just great. I mean, they they make fun of themselves in uh, they make fun of the DC universe. They make fun of itself throughout the course of the of the season, throughout the course of the show. It's just fantastic. So if you have, yeah, like, I need I need to catch up on that. I've never watched it. I've always heard great things. It is uh, it is I, fantastic. I, yeah. I mean, it's Alan Tudyk plays like three different characters. He plays the Joker. He plays Clayface. Uh, he plays one other man, Calendar Man. But he's not in it very much. But he's just great. They've got uh, the first two seasons includes uh, Costanza. What was his name? Uh, who played Costanza on Seinfeld? Jason Alexander. Yeah, he's in. He's in it the first two seasons. He's not in the third season, uh, but he's great in it. Like I said, they they've got just a great cast, and it. it's just it's just fantastic. So, like I said, if you uh, we we also forgot to recommend Little Demon on FX and Hulu. <laughs> Yes, so we need to recommend that one again. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But yeah, uh, and if you're wondering what that is, go listen to our, our episodes last week, and you can understand the, the joke on that one. So uh, okay, so I guess that kind of wraps us up. Uh, the only other thing yeah. uh, we do have two more episodes coming out this week. Like I said, we will be recording. We were supposed to record all of our shows tonight on Sunday night, like we normally do. But uh, on the way home from my son's golf tournament, I had a flat tire and it 
threw things off. So uh, we are going to record again tomorrow. We'll do a sneak peek episode into what it's like if uh, you were to be a patron subscriber. So you can look forward to that. And then on Tuesday, we will release our sometime on Tuesday, probably mid to late afternoon, maybe early evening. We'll release our Lord of the Rings episode because there is quite a bit to talk about with that one. So we, yes, we, yes. we've, we've got that one. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So uh, anything else you want to add around before we head off? just want to tell everyone we appreciate you joining us and we will talk to you next time i would echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true